It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. To, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, guys, welcome in to another week of talking Pell City football. It's the Pell City Coaches Show with, of course, the head man of the Pell City football program, Rush Probst, joining us. Coach, as always, thanks so much for taking time to talk with us. Hey, Phil. Good afternoon. Uh, it's great to be on and look forward to it each week. Yeah, same here, Coach. Well, listen, i got to be honest with you. Um, I yeah, I don't know if anybody was expecting a win. Um, you know, I, I mean, because I know that you came into Pell City, then you've told us on these shows the program needed a lot of work. But you also said that you've worked this team harder than anybody. And I got to tell you, you almost did it. And I know you're not one for close, but coach, what a great performance by your team against a really good Moody team. You guys almost did it. But what an improved performance. I think everybody can see that. Talk about the game, Coach. Well, it was good atmosphere. It was a playoff-type atmosphere. It was a lot of media attention, a lot of media attention, obviously. But um, with my first game back in a long time, and it was uh, it was intense from the go, man. It was uh, a little, little pregame mouthing and uh just good old southern football at its best and then uh of course the game was chippy uh both teams got after it both teams played extremely hard you know at the end of the day uh we really really played well at times but then field at times we just catastrophic mistakes man it's just i mean it's like lightning strikes the field and sometimes i think when you've lost as long you, you had the losing seasons that they've had here. They look for bad things to happen, and when you look for bad things to happen, seems like they do happen. Um, and I, I mean, I can't tell you. I mean, we snapped it sixty-eight offensive snaps. They're forty-eight offensive snaps. That's twenty more snaps. We outgained them in every category in first downs and third down conversions. And we had a really good plan, I thought, going in, and we executed it very well. And so it's, um, you know, it, it and so it, it's, but the catastrophic things were just, I mean, we're, we're driving to go up about two scores at halftime and we fumble. And not only do we fumble at the six, they scoop and run it 94 yards for a touchdown. 14 so, point swing. Yeah, 14 point swing. Then there's a third and 24 where we got them backed up, we got the momentum, 
and we're in a coverage we should not be in. We're in a press coverage. Our safety's not over the top, and they convert a long third down. Uh, you know, we get off the field there, um, you know, and then we have a touchdown call back that may be the worst call I've ever seen in pass interference. It called offensive pass interference, and it was nothing more than both receiver and DB arm barring one another going down the field, which is legal. And uh, they called it offensive pass interference, and it was a touchdown call back. So those 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 things right there were the difference in the game. You know, even if we, any one of those plays would have gone our way, then we win by two scores or more. But it didn't, and and we lose 28-24. Now, I made a huge mistake, Phil, uh, into the game. We scored to make it 28-24. Um, should have went for two. There were three. I said there were four minutes to go. I think in the game, a little over four minutes to go in the game, and I kicked the extra point. I should have went for two. That's that's a strategic mistake on my part because it made it twenty-eight twenty-four. We get the ball back at our at their thirty-six with three minutes to go. You know, in my mindset, would have been a lot different knowing that we're five yards, six yards from field goal range. We got a good field goal kicker. Instead of trying to score a touchdown, which we may have, we just drove the ball down there and scored a touchdown to win the game. But we didn't. I would have gotten more of a heavy offense, and we would have taken time off the clock. If we don't score, we kick a field goal, we go to overtime. But so that was that was on me. That was on me. But I'm I'm proud of our football team. They played their hearts out, and I thought they fought through a lot. Uh, there was a lot of adverse situations in their dressing facilities and things of that magnitude that can affect the football team. But I thought our kids responded well and have a good attitude this week going into week two. Yeah, well, you know, Coach, I guess it kind of puts – for those of us – and that's the very reason I like to do these shows because, you know, it gives people a chance to hear what they don't know. Right. And – you know, all we know is that you took a team that was a downtrodden. Again, you've talked about it. You've described it in detail. I mean, bad football team, bad football program. There's no getting around that. And so people were expecting this to be a blowout. We know you're going to get everybody's best game anyway. And when it, when we all saw the score 2024, I mean, most people thought that was a heck of a performance. Now, though, to hear you kind of describe it, Coach, it sounds like, and you use the words catastrophic, man, some big-time things that happened in the game that really any one of those could have turned the, ta- uh, turned the tide. So I know that's got to be frustrating. Well, this team lost to them last year at home here in Pill City 56-6. to So it was a 56-6 loss. We go over there and play in their environment. They got a good football team. They'll challenge for it in 5A, and, and we have a – great chance several times to win the game so yeah we made and we had no offseason we had no spring practice we didn't put our staff together to the end of may so we, we started football on june 5th uh with out of 15 coaches 16 coaches i hired 11 of them started on june 5th and we pieced together some to finish up in june so I feel like in that shorter time, I think our team has come a long way. Mm. Uh, and, and 
but we got to find a way to win. Now, if the same thing happened last night in JV and freshman ball, we ended up tying 6-6 in a JV game last night. And there were several things in that game that were just, again, catastrophic to, to, that, that you just don't normally see. Like a player for me bumping into an official that called a touchdown back. He runs onto the field in excitement and runs over the official. So they called the playback. It was a 75-yard touchdown that would have won the game. Those things are things that have happened in this football team. Uh, and then in our freshman game, similar situation. We lose 8-6, but only because of the kicking situation. But, but again, we have to figure out how to win. And I've told our players, we have, it's not going to come easy. Winning's hard. Losing's easy. And, you know, to win games, you have to really, really, really work to win games. And we got to fight through all these things that are bad happening to us, not get discouraged, don't get frustrated, just keep fighting, keep fighting, and eventually those plays will start coming your way. So hopefully our kids will understand that going forward and, and we'll be a better football team this coming Friday night. Yeah, you know, there's this thing that I like to say, and it sounds like what you're battling, which is, you know, once you get that black cloud over you, okay, and with the history of Pell City football and all the negativity, it's hard to brush away that negative aura that forms around the team. You, you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's almost like the uniform is cursed to a certain degree. You just put the uniform on and bad things going to happen. But, again, as much as you would have loved to have won that game and, and with the JV game, you know, coming out tie, I mean, you know, again, I look at those as at least steps in the right direction, not where you want to be right now, but still some steps in the right direction. And like you said, hopefully the players, the fans will recognize that. I got to think most fans have got to be pretty pleased with what they saw on the oh, field. Oh, my goodness. They, we, we had more people at their game than they did. Uh, our place was packed. Uh, we, it was just unbelievable at the ticket sales. I mean, you can't imagine it. The, now it's, it's a smaller stadium, but it still was a packed house with a lot of attention. And, you know, the one thing that Birmingham does a phenomenal job, probably better than anywhere I've ever been, is their high, their, their coverage of high school sports out of, out of Birmingham, Alabama and surrounding area. Because we're Metro, really, just about Metro Birmingham. They do a great job of covering North Alabama and or North Central Alabama. And, you know, it's it every network, CBS, Fox, NBC, ABC, uh, and then all the other outlets that, that come. You know, it, there's just a lot of – it's always been that way. And, uh, uh, and no one does it, I don't think, any better because, you know, there's just so much media. Coverage. But but I go back, I think about Caulfield County in 2008 when I got there, Phil. It's a very similar situation coming off of 2 and 18, several years of losing. Uh, I don't know if you remember this or not. We won the first three games. And then we went on a long losing streak. And I think we won one out of the next seven games. But it was. Um, it was, but you know, I ended up having to dismiss 13 players, only finished with two seniors. Uh, there was a lot of 
bickering and negativity and trying to change a culture and trying to change the way of doing things it was completely different and it, it was a struggle there probably as bad too there now i think here a little different than Colquitt. Colquitt has had success before in the 90s. Well, they've not had success here, so there's a lot of people excited about change. I thought at Colquitt, there, there, there was that facet of people that wanted to go back to the 90s. You can never go back. You just can't never go back. But there was that facet, you know, and you know, so you had to battle a couple things there that, that took time to get it turned around. But and in, in the way, the modern day, modern way of doing things. But, uh, you know, here, everybody, most everybody in the city and the county here in Pale City and surrounding areas, they, they're starved, starved to death for winning football. Our pet rally was um, unbelievable. Uh, probably the best pet rally I'd been in since my Hoover days when we were winning. So really, oh yeah, man. The student body was engaged. Uh, <clears throat> went tons of fans went. Man, it was just a great atmosphere. And I'm expecting a record crowd here this coming Friday night with, with a home opener. It's alumni night, and uh, we got three straight home games. This is our this is a non-region game this week, and then we get into region play after that. But um, it's. I'm expecting a huge crowd. I'm expecting a great pet rally this week and the, the town buzzing. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So. Uh, listen, you don't win the game, but you got to think you've got some things. I mean, for what you just told me, you know, I, again, I, I guarantee you that town, yeah, they would have loved to win the game, but there's a lot of happy people right now. Now, the thing about that, you've obviously raised expectations with your team's performance in that first game. Talk about this next opponent coming up because I understand you got another tough one. Yeah, and it leads is a really good program. They've got, you know, Jerry Hood's. I've known Jerry a long time. He was at Oak Mountain and Clay Chapel when I was at Hoover. We've coached against each other five, six, seven times. And um, he's a good football coach. He's solid. He's got a D-line coach named Curtis Coleman that played with my brother at, at West Alabama, Old Livingston. And he does a great job with their D-line. He's uh, Their D-line is the best we've seen and will be the best we've seen all year because they've got an SEC commitment uh, defensive end. The other defensive end is an SEC commitment. I think one's to Arkansas, one's the Ole Miss. There are two inside D linemen. One's a Troy commit. The other one has been offered by, you know, a lot of schools too. So, you know, their front four is just very, very, very good. So our, our, we've got our work cut out against that deal. Um, and then the rest of their team, they got a really good headed quarterback that likes to run the football. He's so they're a good team. They're a solid team. They've been a playoff team. They they challenged for state titles, and um, you know they're 
they they've got a good team, and and now they they're coming off a loss from Friday night, so they're zero and one. We're zero and one. I think both teams are desperate for a win. Um, the good things are coming to us. Um, this is another team that ended up beating Pale City last year, 48-52 to nothing or six or whatever it was, a complete blowout. So, you know, we're, we're, we're facing it. We're up against a wall right now. And then we got probably one of the top three best teams in the state coming in next week to play Chapel. So that, so it doesn't get any easier. And then center point after that, they're going to come in here three and oh in week four. So, these these first four games out of the gate are as tough uh, of an opening four, especially with a team that's coming, you know, because they got throttled last year. They got hand, they didn't just get beat. They got beat in the fifties, high forties, mid fifties to nothing, six, whatever. Just a complete beatdown for the first four weeks. So, um, and the flip side of that is. Last year, they opened up at home and then went to Leeds, went to Clay Chapel, went to Center Point. This year, we opened at Moody. Now we come home for three games. So hopefully, hopefully home field advantage will give us an advantage. Our kids will get excited about playing in a, in a, cause this, this place, they're expecting an overflow crowd. They don't even know if they can get them all in here. Uh, they're talking about shutting it off at a certain number of people so you're you're talking uh phenomenal crowd so that's at your place it's at our place so it's it's going to be a great electric atmosphere and i think uh, a lot of people are excited about it well listen <clears throat> there's no doubt about that and first thing i thought about when i heard about the game and the score was all the things you had said about you have not uh worked a team any harder and you were actually afraid that maybe you worked them too hard. Yep. But this is proof that hard work pays off, and you built a completely different team, and uh, that's the first thing I thought about it. First thing I thought well, about it. We did, and I mean, we did, and I was worried about it last week because he was so intense. And But, you know, being in the hotel and uh, recovering like we did on – Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and getting them ready to play and all those kinds of things. I thought I felt real good about that. Now, did it affect us in the fourth quarter a little bit? It probably did because we got tired, but we got back in the game, you know, and we had a great chance to win it. So emotionally, we were there to the very end. Uh, but it was ebbs and flows of the game like it always is. The heat was intense. The dressing room was very small. It had no air conditioner in it. It was just stifling. So we had no place to do halftime adjustment. We had no place to cool our kids down at halftime. So, was that intentional, you think? I don't know. I mean, you know, it's, I wasn't real happy about it. But, uh, you know, sometimes in Alabama, in these, in these smaller schools, you, you, you run into some of that. And dressing facilities are not up to par. And um, But I would have thought that, you now they got to – Brand new four hundred thousand dollar jumbotron is really nice, but they need to they need to address that uh, that uh, business dressing room. So, but that's a county s- school, and in Alabama, there's five county schools in St. Clair County. Now we're in St. Clair County, but we're a city system, so we're we're not a part of St. Clair County uh, Board of Education. But they have five other schools, and it's tough when you in Georgia you wouldn't have that, especially in South Georgia you wouldn't have that. 
because of consolidation back in the early 70s. But Alabama, for some reason, didn't do that. So you got, I mean, there's more schools in Alabama than there are in Georgia, and the population in Georgia is twice the size. So it is a little different, and facilities sometimes suffer. But uh, but we but we we got through it, and um, it's it's just it was just part of being on the road. So hopefully hopefully that was the worst of it this year. Uh, next time we're on the road, we're down in Eufaula, and then we go over to Oxford, and then Pinson Valley Springville. The Springville could be rough. I don't know. Been a long time since been since 1991 that I've been to Springville. So. A lot of things have changed in 31 years or 32 years, whatever it is. But look, I'm excited about being here. I'm excited about our progress. I'm excited about a lot of things. But we got to figure out a way to win a game. We got to go find a way to win. And and I'm going to challenge our players to do that. All right, Coach. So before I let you go, uh, you said that things got chippy. What happened there on the sidelines? Well, just there was a tackle out of bounds and. they there was a flag thrown on their player and then there was a uh you know as they do you know as you see it every friday and every saturday people ran in to break it up and the kid from Mooney threw a punch and hit uh one of our people in the box in the jaw flags were thrown and then my youngest son tried to go on the field escalate the fight and uh and I freaking grabbed him, and um, and when he, he trying to get him settled down, I took my big headsets, I threw it in his freaking feet, and told him you better stop right now. The next time it wouldn't be real nice. So, <laughs> but you know, it's just, I mean, we breaking up, breaking up. I didn't want that thing to escalate into an all-out brawl, and we got it stopped pretty quick. I thought our coaches did a good job. Yeah, and. and uh, you know, John Davis knows better than that, but he was, you know, he was bad and tense. And so it, it is what it is, but uh, we didn't have anybody thrown out. They had their, they had their player, you know, thrown out. So, but it, it was, it was, it, you know, it, it was, I talked to Jake Gaines. I like him a lot. He's the coach uh, over there. And we played him last night in the JV game. And he's a good young football coach. going to do great things in his career. So, I got nothing but good things to say about him and and Moody and uh, known him for a long time and that's where I started my career as a head guy coaching against that bunch over there. So they've done a lot of good things over there. So I'm I'm not there's no wheel wheel between us at all. It's just what Friday night football can sometimes get to. Yeah, absolutely. And coach, I'll say this as we close out, and I, and I appreciate you being. You always are so you know transparent with these things, and I appreciate that. And I know our listeners appreciate that. Uh, this probably, you know, you're going to get everybody's best. You know, oh, everybody wants a piece of rush because of all the success you've had. And I think that's probably something I'm sure you've cautioned your team against. Guys, don't take the bait because we're going to get more of that this year, right? No doubt. No doubt. I mean, I mean, you know, it's just like the pass interference call. I mean, you just don't make that call. You know, let the players win it on the field. You know, it's just a – it was a – terrible call and you know and it's not a judgment call that's a rule interpretation call because when you go look at the rule if you go by the rule then there's no pass interference but you know that's that's hit me before and go back to 2011 at grayson um that cost us the state championship probably that year and uh and we got an apology letter from the officials association i remember that i was there 
and I and I and I appreciate Rusty winning him doing it, you know. But you know, uh, but anyway, it, it is what it is, and we'll we'll get through it. Hey, look, calls don't beat you. You know, there's other plays in the game that can beat you, so no one call can beat you. So anyway, I thought it was good atmosphere, good high school football game. Yep. Well, coach, listen, man. Thank you so much. This is kind of what we expected. I'm not sure ever anybody expected, though, you guys to come out with such a great showing, uh, but you did, and I think we can only expect more uh, good things from Pell City football moving forward, right. and we're going to be here every week to talk to you about it. All right. All right. Well, look, Phil, I appreciate it a bunch, and, and appreciate you having me on. You're welcome, Coach. Thanks for coming on with us. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There he is, Rush Probst. I mean, you know, you, you, the good thing about uh, Coach, he's never going to back away. He's never going to shy down. He answers the tough questions. And we appreciate him taking time to explain everything to us. Great showing by his football team. They didn't get the the victory, but I'm going to tell you, if there is such thing as a moral victory, that was it. With a a downtrodden football program stepping up against a superior opponent and almost coming away with the victory. And like Rush said, this is a team that got beat by, what, 50-something points by the same program last year. So – did you really expect anything uh, else from a Rush Probst coach team? Say what you want to about Coach Probst, but he's always going to have a winning football team and maybe turning this Pell City thing around quicker than most people would have expected. But we will see. We're going to be here all year long, every week, talking to Coach Probst. So be sure to join us here at ITG Next for the Pell City Coaches Show with Coach Rush Probst and myself, Phil Jones. That'll be every week. Pell City Coaches Show here at ITG Next. We are your high school sports leader in Alabama. See you guys.